Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy video lock. Fingerprint tap i'm inside and honestly i also feel way safer it's got this awesome built-in camera so whether it's a package delivery or late night uber order i see exactly who's there right from my phone there are no more mystery knocks and the best part this thing was such a breeze to set up there's no wires there's no drilling uh, there's also no monthly subscription fees so if you are done fumbling with your keys because i definitely am search for eufy video lock or head over to eufyofficial.com slash video lock your front door, your sanity. So I love, so I think that the way you've done this is the way that you should do it. Like you just focused on what you love and you put it out into the world and that's who your target customer is and you don't care about all the other noise. So I see, you know, you mentioned everybody's trying to, you know, have influence, be an influence and not everybody. I think that some of the wrong people are trying and some of the people that should be aren't trying, but that's another well, point. Sorry. But why do you think that people have such a hard time just focusing on what they know and what they love when they start to create content and they just sort of go with the, I don't know, the garbage, to be quite honest. Yeah, you know, um, social media can be overwhelming and you can be influenced. I mean, we know, you know, fake news and, and influence in elections. We're all influenced by what we see. Yeah. So I, you know, this may be a shock to a lot of people. I don't go through my news feeds. The only news feed I go through is actually Instagram. And I'm pretty selective as to who I follow. With the rest, I just go in when I need to. I'm primarily looking at my notifications and maybe I'll check out what a friend's doing here or there. But I'm not there on the feed letting Facebook, you know, tell me what I need to see. Mm -hmm. or letting Twitter tell me what I need to see. Because if you do that, you, you're going to tend to see very opinionated content one way or the other, or yeah. a lot of provocative content. So I just stay away from that. And I, I think that really it comes down to just a very, very, and, and I realized this at the beginning when I was consulting with companies, just a very, very strategic approach. What are you trying to do? Or in the words of Tim Ferriss, or one of my favorite podcasters, Pat Flynn, he uses this quote a lot, and I'm going to give them both credit. What would success look like? So if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to try to become more influential, right, or build a side hustle, what would success look like? Okay, because that's going to pave the road as to what now do I need to do to get there? And when you think about it that way, all that other garbage, that noise just goes away. It's, it's, it's you and your internal battle to get yourself out there, right? And inevitably, no matter what you choose, it, it will come down to content creation. So you better pick something you love to do because if you burn out, if you start a podcast two months later, you ran out of fuel, uh, that was two months wasted, right? So yeah. um, you have to think, this is something I wanna do, at least give yourself a 12 month plan. And it's cool, we change careers, it's totally cool. In fact, I, I encourage it, right? Maybe you'll go back, but you know, you don't, variety is a spice of life. You don't have to stick with the same thing for 30 years, but if you're passionate, you're, you have 30 years worth of passion in you, then go for it. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and the, the, the quote you just said, like, find what success means to you. Is that like you're, you're so you're basically saying like, <clears throat> not to summarize Tim Ferriss or I can't, I don't remember uh, the other gentleman, but I, I, like if you, if you aren't, defined in how you're creating the content and you don't have that set path, 
then you won't see the outcome that you want. Even it, like I see a lot of people just put stuff out there and not have purpose for putting stuff out there. And I think, you know, I fall victim to that as well sometimes. So is that define what success is? Is that like your North Star metric that you'd like to achieve if everything goes well? Or would you just say, just start and figure that out as you well, go? Let's put, it, let's put it this way, okay? Yeah. Let's put it in, in the sales paradigm. So in Japan, uh, we all had to learn this methodology that you can apply to any job you do called PDCA. And it's actually the name of my agency, PDCA Social. Yeah. And it was created by the godfather of quality control, Professor Edwards Deming, like in the 50s. Um, but it's this teaching that Japanese companies took to heart and they became you know, world-class manufacturers in the 80s. You know, Sony, Toyota, what have you. So PDCA is really simple. If you're going to have an experiment, right, you want to try to measure, you want to know if you're, if you're going to do an experiment and life is one experiment, uh, trying to build influence is an experiment. Uh, what are you going to do? You're, you're sort of going to figure out, well, I want to achieve this. Well, how do I go about achieving that? Well, if I do this, if I do A, B, and C, I think I can do that. So then you actually create the plan. You do according to plan. You check. And then you're always going to be optimizing this never-ending circle, Kaizen, right? Mm -hmm, so yeah. you're in sales, right? Okay, you have a zero pipeline. What are you going to do? You're not just going to randomly do stuff. You're going to no. put some thought yeah. in who's our target audience, who's our target customer, who are our competitors doing business with. You might do some online reading and try to you know, get some more intel, do some LinkedIn searches. But you're first going to probably build a target list. Then yeah. you're going to go on the target list, see who you know that might be able to introduce you. You're going to have a process, Right. And then you're going to have a pipeline that says, okay, now I know that if I have 30 people in my pipeline, I'm going to get calls with five of them. Uh, I'm going to be able to submit proposals for three. Maybe I'm going to close one. And the average value of closing one is like $5,000. Like, okay, well, I need to have like 360 deals in my pipeline in order to achieve my annual goal, unless that annual you know, uh, sale value goes up. So I'm very process oriented. And that's why I love sales. And I also love sales because I see the results of my efforts in terms of a sales amount. So every salesperson has a process and, or you should have a process. You should and have a pro the good ones do. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, the sales process, we don't talk about a marketing process, but we do talk about a sales process. And this is why I think that all of you listening that are in sales should, should get this immediately. It's all about that for whatever you do in life. Okay. Whenever I want to buy something, I always get three quotes. <laughs> because I know my clients do that with me as well, right? Yeah. It's that process, right? That, that, that does everything I do. So if you want to try to build influence, you're not just going to haphazardly create content. What is the content that whoever I want to influence is looking for? Is the number one question. And a lot of bloggers, okay, I have a blog where I have, you know, 20 or so guest contributors or 25 every month. I'm not going to say names, right? And I'm not going to say if they're past or present, but I have a lot of bloggers who do not, who think that this is going to be a great blog post, but it never gets any views. And I know why, because they didn't do keyword research. They didn't understand what people are searching for in Google. Mm -hmm. And just by changing a few different keywords, they can align themselves with what people actually search for in Google. Like, you know, one of my, one of my top performing blog posts, it's going to sound really stupid, but what is LinkedIn and how to use it? And when I first started doing keyword research, I was doing all this blogging about LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to use one of these tools. And it's like, this was like a top 10 search keyword related to LinkedIn. I'm like, are you kidding me? But you always got to remember, especially when you've been doing this for a while and you're an expert, there's always people just starting, right? There's always beginners. And sometimes you need to dumb down that message to, to adapt to them. So I know I said a lot and we sort of went a little bit off topic. No, it's good. I like it. It's very good. But, but it's, it's all, it's strategic and it's process oriented. And uh, if you do it that way, I think that you'll be able to better stick to that original plan and then get to that, 
that you know that circle of, of never-ending kaizen and that's really where the magic happens just like in sales as yeah. you optimize your sales process the exact same thing and uh, that's very good and thank you um so the only the the one last thing i have like a couple uh like life insight questions but i want to ask you just about your book um so the last book you put out age of influence the power of influencers to elevate your brand how can influencers elevate your brand and are influencers right for every brand and can influencers hurt a brand as well? So let's just the spectrum of influencer marketing um, because you wrote a book on it. So like just a couple like, you know, I don't know, key takeaways that uh, that are like the, the, the highlight reel of the book. The highlight reel is that digital influence is everywhere. And influencer marketing has been going on for centuries. We used to call it celebrity endorsements. So when you see Shaquille O'Neal, advertise a Buick, try to fit himself in one, that's a celebrity endorsement. What we're finding is that digital influence, because it's everywhere with social media, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there were like three TV stations. There was one major national newspaper. Um, Everybody pretty much watched the same TV shows and read the same news. Today, it's all over the place. And I I talk to people like in their 50s and 60s, like, I don't understand. I don't even recognize any of these YouTube stars on TV commercials now um, because everybody's influenced by someone different. And the viral YouTube video that you saw yesterday is probably very different than the one that I saw. So now with this, we have new celebrities that have been born. So I consider like the Logan Pauls and, and you know, the Charlie of, of uh, TikTok fame. These are celebrities. When you're on a TV commercial, you're a celebrity. But between them and people that have 500 connections, 1,000 followers, there's a lot of people that, that have some digital influence. So let's say you have 5,000 followers on Instagram. And let's say, you know, you get 10% of people to engage with that. That's 500 engagements. If you yourself were to put out a blog post and then boost that on Instagram or on Facebook, that would cost you money to get that sort of engagement. And guess what? This person's getting that engagement from an audience that trusts them and that probably has an interest in them because of what they're posting. So because of this fragmented audiences that exist in digital today, it is wise for businesses because we don't trust advertisers. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, the minute we see sponsored, we sort of want to tune it out. Um, but we trust people. So businesses will never be able to compete with people. In fact, Mark Zuckerberg even said, we're always going to give priority to, you know, to people rather than businesses. Um, and that's just the way it works. And we just trust people more than businesses. So with all that in mind, if businesses really want to get word of mouth out about themselves in social media, right? Organic social, you're not going to be seen in the newsfeed because it's pay to play. Paid social, you're an advertisement. Everyone's doing it. Costs are going up. Collaborating with influencers, not necessarily paying someone on Instagram, right? To, you know, paying them $5,000 to post a photo, but, you know, working with people that actually already like, know, and trust your brand. So instead of trying to find someone that's never heard about you, try to actually find people that use you. Go into your email database, go into your followers, go into your customer database, go into your partners, work that ecosystem, right? In sales, if you have an ecosystem that exists, if these people are on digital, they're influencers. So there's an argument, and I'm working on my next podcast episode is probably going to be on this topic of influencers for salespeople. But that's, you know, it's it's the same concept. So it can tremendously help brands. But if you work with the wrong influencer, yes, it can hurt brands because there's a lot of fraud out there. um, And you could be wasting a lot of money. And there might not be a cultural fit, too. So I don't think the danger in terms of, like, brand reputation uh, is huge. But you want to do your homework. And most companies fail. I've had a lot of people read this book. They go, you know, at first book on influencer marketing, they rolled their eyes. We wasted so much money on working with influencers. And then they realized they did it wrong because they worked with the wrong influencers.
So that's really, in a nutshell, I, I think that marketers and everybody have been miseducated on influencer marketing. They've been misled. They read too many provocative blog posts about the fire festival and, and just all this bad stuff, right? Um, yes, there are people that game the system. And yes, there are celebrities that will cost a lot of money, just like Shaquille O'Neal costs a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, but if you do your homework and you do it right, it should be a line item on the marketing budget for any company in any industry. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. 
This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text Success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work, and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 